Hi, welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, episode 196, brought to you the week of February 12th, 2023. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and this is my personal audio journal. So, mental health update. Last time I did one of these, I think I was doing a lot better than I am today. My new medication did flip a switch on the day I took it. It doesn't seem to have done anything since then. It just seems to be that I'm coming out of the funk naturally, like the big sine wave that I seem to ride. I did find out this week from my counselor that my personality type is sanguine and melancholy. So sanguine would mean that uh, I'm life of the party type dude and melancholy would mean that I'm sad and depressed and down on myself. And I find it um, unironic that those are the two extremes of my depression. That I go from feeling happy and hunky-dory and happy-go-lucky and great and everything's wonderful. And then I dip down into depression and it's self-loathing. It's being miserable. It's having no energy. And then... I kind of perk back up and I'm back to sanguine again. So I don't know how much I put into personality quizzes, but uh, I trust my counselor and I'm constantly trying to learn more about myself so that I can be nicer to me. So that's, a, that's another thing I've realized uh, is I have a trait which maybe everybody has. I don't know. I've never talked to anybody about it, but I have a trait to where if there is something that is bad for me, like especially food um, or something that is good for me, like exercise, I naturally want to do the bad thing. And that has changed a little bit over the last few years, like I used to gorge myself on food. I don't do that anymore. I used to eat a lot of ice cream and stuff and sugar, and I'm almost completely off sugar. Um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to work out, trying to do better, but I will, given the choice between two things, I will do the thing that is not good for me by default. And I don't know if that's because I hate myself, or if I'm lazy or something else. I don't know. I need to bring it up with my counselor that it is, it is the default. And I see people like my wife, people like my friend David, who given between two choices, they always, no matter how uncomfortable it is to them personally, they will always choose the good thing. And so they'll go running and they'll eat, you know, my wife especially will eat foods that she doesn't really care for because it's got the protein or it's got this or it's got the vegetable, you know, the, the, the nutrients she needs. So, you know, I'm not making excuses uh, for being fat, by the way, I'm just saying, this is what I deal with. This is where I'm at. Um, and if I can 
learn more about myself and why I do these things, then I can combat them better. And I have quite a bit over the last few years. Uh, like I said, I used to be, you know, a, a sugar junkie, you know, just and and processed foods and stuff like that. And, and, and I've gotten just uh, way away from a lot of that. And it hasn't, I haven't lost a lot of weight doing it, but I feel better. You know, I feel a little bit more self-controlled. And that bleeds into another issue I have with myself. <laughs> and that is the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and what? Self-control. So how spiritual am I if I don't have any self-control? Well, my wife would say that I do have it. Um, but I don't consistently have it. I don't consistently have it. Like lately, you know, on the last podcast, I told you I was, I was walking 30 minutes a day. Well, the honest truth was I wasn't. I haven't for about a month. But I was religiously walking 30 minutes a day, uh, five days a week. And today, because of this show, because I was writing show notes, I realized I had nothing good <laughs> to report. <laughs> I went and I got on that treadmill for 20 minutes. It would have been a full 30, but there was a small interruption in real life that I had to get off and go check on. So... So I, I, I slack, I, I'm not consistently, uh, self-disciplined and, and I don't like that. And it makes me not like myself, which again, makes me choose poorly. I think poorly for myself, which makes me feel bad about myself, which makes me choose poorly because I don't deserve good things. I don't know. For those of you who are uh, GOK Plus members and get the bonus content, you know um, that I'm going through some stuff and how how important all this health and wellness stuff is to me. Uh, but I'll talk about that later. So I think I mentioned on last episode that my daughter's car was stolen and wrapped around a tree in Crondelet Park um, just before she went back from Christmas vacation. We had to rent a car. Smelled like weed. Most rental cars in St. Louis smell like weed. And that, that car got a, a flat tire, so we had to trade it in, and we got it. Got another car. Didn't smell like weed, but didn't smell great, you know. Uh, and then, then we kept it a little longer because we didn't have time to go out and look for a car and dreading looking for a car. It's never fun to shop for cars, but it's, I'm going to tell you, it's especially not fun to, to shop for cars when you need the car, you know, as compared to something like if you, 
have an old car and it's time to upgrade and, oh, you're going to get a new one. And yeah, it's still stressful, but oh, it's going to be better than the old one. And the old one sucked and the new one's going to have the newer features. And, you know, even if you're, even if you're going straight across and you're not upgrading your car, it's still newer and, you know, uh, it's, it's new to you and there's excitement. No, scratch all of that off. Because there is nothing fun about replacing a stolen car, especially when you had everything figured out. See, we had three vehicles already. There was mine, my, my Nissan Rogue, my wife had a Sentra, and my daughter was driving uh, the Element. No, not the Element, a Kia Soul. And the deal was supposed to be that Jenna was going to buy herself a car with the money she had saved up. And Jay was going to inherit the Kia. Well, somebody crashed the Kia. Jenna hasn't bought a car. So suddenly we're from a potential of four cars down to two cars. And one of them went to college. So we're, we're down to one car at home. Um, so my wife and I sell my wife's Sentra to my daughter. She's thrilled. She's excited and she should be. She got a great deal on a very nice car. And the plan was to buy uh, a cheap car for Jay to drive, you know, nothing super fancy. But as we started looking at pricing, the used car market right now is, it's just, they are way too excited about their used cars. Used to, you could go get a used car for just about any price you wanted to. But now, it, it there's so many thousands of miles on the cars and they're, they're so old that it's not worth it. It's not worth it to buy a car for almost 15 grand and you're ending up with a car with 70,000 miles on it and it's several years old. And you're already going to have issues with the way it drives and have to put it in the shop. I, so what, what I propositioned to my wife was let's buy you a new car or, a, you know, a car that is new to us. And Jay and I will share my rogue because I don't work, stay at home. Don't need a car necessarily during the day all the time. And on the days I do, I can take him to school, have the car, pick him up. You know, that kind of thing. If I have a doctor's appointment or whatever. So she's she's not 100% into this, but I am. Because my wife works really hard. And she has worked hard for years at a job. It's a good job. They pay well. But they do not know how to treat their employees. She's treated very well by her boss, which makes the job tolerable. But what they do is they have this big office space, this whole floor, like an open office area. And they just have tables that go from one end of their room to the other. And everybody in the business sits at these tables at their computers and does their work. Well, what's the problem with that, James? Well, my wife, or not everybody at the job does the same kind of work. Some people are on the phones all the time. Some people do data entry 
and can have conversations all day with, with their friends. Uh, and some people have work where they need it quiet, they need to concentrate, and they don't talk at all all day. And that's my wife's job. And she used to sit next to a bunch of people that had mindless jobs. And I, I don't mean that as a diss. It just is. You know what I'm talking about. There's some of you have jobs where you can listen to my podcast and do the job. Okay. It's a mindless job and it's fine. It's not a diss. It's like driving. You can drive and do something else. You can lay in bed and, and try to sleep and listen to an audio book, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, whatever. Don't be offended at anything I say. Cause I'm, I'm a mess. Um, but my wife has to think and she can't, she can't do that. It's like, you can't listen to an audiobook and read at the same time, unless it's an audiobook of the book, I guess. So she dealt with that for years. And recently, like in the last year and a half, got to move to the other side of the room from them. So she still can hear them. Uh, but it's not as bad. She's at a different area. They kind of grouped all the people that work like her kind of grouped together in a corner at her level. Usually she would have at minimum a cubicle that buffers sound. And at most she's at her old job. She had her, her own office. And so all that to say that they don't know how to treat people at her job. Okay. And I'm, I'm not saying that people, uh, that that make less money don't deserve a, an office or whatever. I'm just saying there's different kind of jobs. And if you have a library kind of job or you need a library atmosphere, they should provide you a library atmosphere. And those folks that are on the phones all day, they need to be able to be in an area where they can talk without having to worry about bothering those people. And the people that want to have conversations all day, I think they should be allowed to but they should be separated from the library people. So I said all that to say that my wife's job is a struggle for her because uh, of the way she is handled, I guess. And, and at work or Jen, right? Yeah. Well, I, I care about her. And so I care about the things that she cares about and she never complains. She never says anything bad. Um, but it's just something I know. I want her, if I had my choice, she would have a job that put her in an office because as a man, I understand that that makes the difference, but I can't do that for her. I have no influence. I have no ability to change anything except I could get her a nice car. And at least on the way there, on the way back, she could feel like, okay, there, here's the benefits of the work that I do. But she didn't want that. <laughs> she says, all I want is a car with heated seats. That's it. And uh, I was like, okay, but I didn't agree with her. <laughs> like, I want you to have, I want you to have more than that. I want a, a heated steering wheel. Have you ever guys ever even heard of that? Um, it's a thing. And it, and it heats the steering wheel and keeps your hands warm when you're in a cold car. Uh, you don't have to put your hands in the vents and then steer with your thumbs. You know, uh, I wanted her to have climate control in the car. You know how, how the fancy cars, they have, uh, uh, a temperature on one side, a temperature on the other. Uh, I wanted her to have, uh, a, a rear view mirror 
that dims automatically when the, the headlights come in the back. Uh, you know, it's not the most expensive car ever, but I wanted her to have some features that would make her feel... Because ever since she was in college, she has made a joke. It's been a running joke that she wants a Jaguar. <laughs> I want to drive a Jaguar. And then and then it's, as she got older, it was like, I want a Lexus, you know? And, and she's like, Every time I try to take a seriously, she's like, I could never drive a Lexus, especially in this city. I would be too scared. I would wreck it. I would be too scared. It would get messed with. There's just no way. There's no way. There's no way. And so uh, we we got her. Uh, well, we went out shopping. We went out shopping. And we wanted to, I wanted to get her a Sentra, which is what she had. But I wanted to get her a nicer one. She just wanted a basic Sentra. And so she was looking to spend uh, maybe less than I was willing to spend. I wanted to spend as much as necessary. I didn't even care if we had to go into debt to do it. See, because we had money coming in from the element, from insurance, and we had money coming in from the sell, sale of the car to Jenna. So we had uh, we had 20000 We had 20000 um, to mess with. Uh, Jen wanted to keep it under that. I, in theory, wanted to keep it under that. Uh, but if it went over a little bit, even just, you know, five grand or something, I was like, yeah, we, we could, we could, we could put that on a payment plan. You know, it wouldn't be a big deal. She didn't want to do that. So we were at odds that night driving around, going test driving, looking for deals <sighs> because she, says, you know, I, I don't need the features you want to give me. And I'm like, but I want to give you them. I want to give you a nice car. I want to do this for me, Let for you. Let me do this for you. Because my uh, Rogue has some really nice features. We got it pretty, pretty cheap. Uh, but it has, it's older, you know, and high, has higher mileage or whatever. But it has some, some of these features that I've mentioned. Um, it was a lease. Uh, and, and so it hit and it was released out to some rich person and we got it. And, and I benefited from, you know, the right, being in the right place at the right time. So it has adjustable seats, you know, it has the rear view thing and, uh, it has heated seats at two different levels. It's got, um, I don't know, heated steering wheel, even though it's kind of splotchy and weird, it's, but it still works, you know, it's, it's what it is. And, and if the car's super cold, it'll turn on automatically, you know, um, so it's definitely for this boy that was raised up in a trailer and, and lived in a freaking uh, a, a camper trailer for quite a while. Uh, that is pretty fancy. You know, the eight year old James would have never believed I'd have drove, driven a, you know, a rogue, a Nissan rogue with all these perks and benefits. But I wanted her to have, have that. I wanted just, I just wanted her to have that. So we have, we have the same goal. We want to walk away with a good car, but we have two different ways of viewing this and what it means to have a good car. To her, a good car is heated seats and well under or, or at or under 20,000. For me, it means a car with all the features that I wanted to have and still at 20,000. But if we need to go over a little bit, we can because we have the cash, right? And most of it would be paid for right out of the bag. So we go to this uh, dealership 
And my wife had made up this uh, sheet of paper with these cars she wanted to look at. She'd gone on the internet and done research uh, with this dealership, pulled up these cars and had worked quite hard on it. And we get there and sit down and the guy's looking at the paper. He says, oh, you know what? These aren't even available yet. They're not even here. Bait and switch much? Yeah, and, and these prices, by the way, he says, um, there's an asterisk next to them. And that means if you apply, if you have, like, if you meet all the requirements. And I'm like, requirements like what? Well, we, we have a discount for new drivers, we, uh, college kids, military, active military, and all this. I said, oh, so... So the, the website is lying and, and, and he says, well, we don't, we don't do the website. We have somebody else that runs the website. I'm like, yeah, but you guys tell them what to put on it. He says, Nissan tells them what to put on it. I said, well, the other dealerships aren't doing this. Your prices were lower because you do this. You add this discount to your default price. That's not available to anybody except for these certain people. And then when you do click on the asterisk, it makes it sound like if you are approved for, you know, if you have good credit or whatever, which we do. And so I immediately was just very, very angry with this guy and in the whole deal. And Jen's like, you need to calm down. I, I, I wasn't being mean or anything. I just was mad. And she's like, you need to calm down. It's not his fault. I'm like, yeah, but he works here. He's part of the problem. <laughs> so... Uh, long story short, we end up looking at this one car and it is, it is perfect. It is perfect. It is under our ask, you know, what, what we need it to be. It has all the features and it's a car that my wife and I didn't think existed because she did. She didn't want all the features because she thought it would be more than 20 grand. I didn't think we were going to get a car with all the features for under 20 grand. So I was willing to move. She wasn't, you know, so that's where we were kind of at odds. But I, I, I told him, can we get this for 1900? And he says, do you want to throw the, the admin fees in there too? Which was 360. I said, yes. So he goes and he asks his manager, he comes back. He says, sorry. Um, he, he doesn't want to budge. I said, well, what about, um, uh, you know, okay, fine. Great. Um, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll, uh, if you, you know what we're willing to pay, if something changes, let me know you have our information. He says, wait, 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 let me go tell him you're willing to walk and see what he says. And so he goes for another 10 minutes and comes back. He says, Oh, you guys are ready. Good to go. And he doesn't mean good to go. Like let's get things rolling. He means you guys are good to leave. He doesn't even give us his business card. He's not eager to make a sale. So anyway, we go look at some other stuff at some other dealerships and we find that for we all we find are cars that have more mileage, that are older, have less features, and they're all more money. And I don't want to go back <laughs> to the other dealership because I'm mad at the guy. I'm mad at that dealership. I don't like the way they do business. And they were unflexible. They weren't willing to budge at all. And I said, Jen, you realize the moment we walk back in there, we lose all ability to negotiate. And she, and I says, I've never, 
I've never paid admin fees. It's bullcrap. It's a bogus fee. If it wasn't, it would be rolled into the price of the car. And so I could just tell we weren't seeing eye to eye. She was frustrated. She thought I was mad at her. I feel like you've been mad at me. I'm like, no, baby, I'm mad at the situation. I'm, I'm determined also. And I think you're interpreting some of this determination is anger, but in, even if there is anger, it is absolutely not directed at you. It is, it is the, uh, salesman. It's the situation. It's me having to go back and eat crow. It's after walking out, you know, and being and thinking that was going to work somehow. Cause we did it. We did it last time with my car and it worked. The guy chased us out the door and says, come back. Let's, let's talk about it. No, not nothing this time. Nothing. They, they love their used cars and they're selling them at a premium. So anyway, long story short, we, we parked, I just parked at a gas station. I said, let's talk about this. And I guess that's the benefit of being together for so long is we have learned how to communicate and we just parked and, and talked. I said, you know, what's going on? What do you, what do you want? What are you wanting? Cause I feel like there's something you want. And she starts talking about, um, how she feels about everything going on in the night. And maybe I was a little short and maybe I was a little too dude like, but I, I asked her to stop and I says, yeah, but I understand all that. What do you want out of the night? What do you, do you, do you want the car? And it took a minute. Uh, but yeah, finally she says, yes, yes. I, I, I think that's a great deal. We're not going to see another one anytime soon like that. We need it more than we need. You know, we, we need it more than I want us to need it, but we do need it. And I said, okay, all right, but I'm going to go in there and I'm going to ask for no, uh, administration fees and I don't have a leg to stand on. And if, if you want to approve it, I'm going to hand it over to you at that point and say, doesn't matter what I want. It's whatever she wants. And so that's exactly what we did. We went back there and <laughs> salesmen are just such buttheads because we sit down with, with the salesman and he says, well, I can't do, you know, he says, first of all, he says, uh, admin fees are comp not at all refundable, you know, or, or whatever. He says, could you imagine? I said, dude, I've bought many cars and I've never paid for admin fees. He says, well, we could work something out. You know, he says, what about 150? I said, what about 300? Well, he goes and talks to the manager. He comes back with this whole story. Oh, that car has actually gone up in price. It's gone up to 21.5. And Jen's like immediately calling him on it. It's not that on the website. Oh, it hasn't propagated. We're, we're changing it tomorrow morning. So basically saying passive aggressively, if you guys don't buy this car tonight, it's, it, it's going to be out of your price range tomorrow. So, you know, sales tactic, like, I don't know what that is. And he says, yeah. And he's not willing to budge on the thing. I said, well, what about 150? He says, no, that's what I said before that offers off the table now. And I'm like, Argh. so at that point, I just, I literally closed my eyes. I wiped my hands together and I said, Jen it's whatever you want. And she says, could we get some free oil changes out of the deal? You know, something. He says, oh, I could give you free car washes for life. And she says, well, I, we, we need the car. 
So we did the paperwork and I chilled. I chilled out. I shook his hand at the end, the whole nine yards, but I was not happy. Now, once it's over and we got the car for the price, you know, that we needed it to be, not the price we wanted it to be, and we don't owe anything on it, uh, that feels good. And it's over. And it's over. The whole situation's over. Jen has her car. And guess what? Both of us got what we wanted out of it. She got the price point that she wanted and she got the make and model of car that she was used to driving. And I got her a car with all the features that I wanted her to have at the price that it needed to be at, not the price I was willing to spend on it. So now she has a car she can drive for a while, for a long while. And the plan is for Jay and I to share the rogue and eventually sell it to him when he graduates high school if he saves up his money if he don't save up his money i ain't giving it to him and then we'll buy me a, a vehicle at that point because we'll have some money freed up because jenna will be out of college so that's the plan and that's that's been my life uh this week oh what a long story it's not even fun it has no happy ending except that it's over. I mean, that's, that's the best part. Uh, car purchasing stinks though. Doesn't it? Isn't it the worst? Cause you're, you're putting money in and in the minute you own it, it's going so far down in value. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. That's why I kind of treat cars the way I do computers. When I build my computers, I always spend more on the computer than I always try to get the, the top that I can afford on computers because I, I try to go further than what is suggested on Ram and, and uh, the size of hard drives and the speed of graphics cards and stuff like that. Uh, I save, I save my money so that I can do that. And I always benefit because my computer lasts right now. I built it seven years ago and it still runs the latest generation games. And so in the long run, it's cheaper to put the money in up front. And that's the way I see about this car. Some of you are probably like $20,000 for a car must be nice, you know, and the ability to go to 25,000 must be nice. Yeah. Well, we, I've told you guys we handle our money differently. Um, uh, matter of fact, Jen's Jen, Jenna's uh, boyfriend's folks were like, "Oh, they they sold you that car for that much? They must be rolling in it." She says, "No, they just handled their money a certain way." And and then they heard about the car we're buying. Oh man, they must be rolling in it. No, no, she says they just handled their money a certain way. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> So I, I can just tell you, you know, we're, we're not rolling in it. Um, but we've always handled our, we've always lived within our means and that's where I was wrong on the car. I wanted to live a little bit above our means, but it worked out because we got a good deal on this car, even though, even though my pride was hurt and I paid the stupid, stupid fake admin fees. If you work in the, in the automobile industry and you, know about these admin fees i would love to have some insider information about those admin fees because i think they're crap 
All right, moving right along. Family updates. Um, Jen bought a car. <laughs> Do you want to hear about it? That was a lot of drama. Uh, Jenna keeps on using my Amazon account. So right after we got back from picking up the car, I was like, Jen, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get you some really nice. Well, I say really nice, but I'm going to get, I, I think they're really nice because of the way they're built, not because they're pricey. Um, I'm going to get you some really nice floor tray uh, trays for your, for your car. And when I say floor trays, I don't say floor mats. I say trays because they're plastic. Um, and they have a lip around the entire edge to where if you spilled water down there, it would hold the water in the tray. If you dragged in mud or snow and it melted, it holds it in the tray. You can take the tray out, dump it out, put it back in the car. I bought one. I bought those for my, uh, for the, for the, um, the Kia Soul. Um, and I'm, I'm getting them. So I, so I said, anyway, I wanted to get those for her new car. So I ordered them and I ordered myself some, cause I've been meaning to get them for the rogue and I keep putting it off. Uh, cause they're not, they're not cheap to me. They're not. Um, a lot of people want 150 to $200 for them. I found a place on Amazon that, that looked really good, well-reviewed for a hundred dollars. So I did that. And I also wanted to get her, a cable for her car because it has USB-C to uh, attach her car to the to the screen in the car. So I got one of those, and then I wanted to get Jay a special three-foot cable. It was like you know five to eight dollars uh, for the for the uh, for my car because uh, we have an eight-foot cable and it works great. It's fine. It's wonderful, except it's eight feet and the plug. <laughs> is right there. And, uh, I have a three foot cable for my phone and I love it. And the eight foot cable is ridiculous. So I can use that in my office and, and replace it. So, and it was a good way for me to say, Hey, you know, we're sharing the car. Here's a little present, a three foot, you know, cable for your, for your iPhone. I ordered all of that at one time and all of it went to Jenna's address because I didn't pay attention and she had purchased something and she had defaulted her address to the default address. And so all of that now would have been here, but it's, it's, uh, it's in Columbia, Missouri now. So, uh, I have told my daughter in the past that Amazon prime allows us to share our benefits with one other account. And so that if she signed up for her own account, we could share that with her and she'd get prime benefits and the whole nine yards. Uh, so I emailed her and said, look, I tried to cancel all this stuff, but it's going through, it, it's coming to you. You know, you can either refuse it and send it back or bring it next time you visit. She says, I guess I need to, you know, go ahead and put on another, you know, get another account. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you probably should. Probably should. But, uh, today I got on there to get something. Uh, I want to say. Uh, a pocket knife. I want a tiny little pocket knife. And I accidentally, I, well, I ordered it on purpose, but it accidentally is going to Jenna again because I didn't check the default shipping address again, even though I had changed it to us. So yeah, I love my daughter, but she's a, she's an adult now. And these are the problems you have when you have an adult daughter that knows your Amazon password. So I'm thinking, then I'm going to be passive aggressive about it 
which is always the best option and just change my Amazon password to where she can't log on and has to get her own account. So anyway, Jay's birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. He turns 16 shortly and uh, over Christmas break, we got a really good deal on a TV. I think everybody online saw this television. It was a, it was a small, uh, I don't even know the brand, but they're very cheap. <laughs> and we got, we got one for Jenna and we got one for Jay and Jenna's was for her, you know, her, her room back at college. Uh, but then we got Jay one for, for his birthday and we've been sitting on it and in his, in his room, it's perfect because he has this couch in there. It's an old leftover couch from when we, uh, before we replaced our furniture, it's the furniture that we had when we first got married and he has the love seat in there. Well, today he decided to clean up his room and he, he wanted to get rid of that sofa. And so he tore it up. <laughs> it's his sofa. I guess he has the right to do it without asking, but, uh, he stood on it and worked it and, and used scissors on it and the whole thing and ripped the whole thing apart and took it out on the back porch piece by piece. And uh, so, yeah, he's going he's gonna to get that TV in a few days. And uh, <laughs> he's not going to have a couch to sit on, which is fine with me, whatever. You know, it's just that's why you ask parents before you do things. And uh, some things you, you want to punish your kids for, you know, but that one, that one, that one's going to take care of itself, I think. So what am I reading and watching? Uh Movie-wise, nothing that I would suggest. Uh, the Witcher book series I talked about last week, I've read more of it, and I would no longer suggest it to anyone. Um, I don't know. The first two books were good. Uh, it was a, almost a series of short stories of The Witcher going out and defeating bad guys or uh, having experiences with misunderstandings with bad guys and, you know, it, it just using his, his powers, his mind, his, 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 his strength to overcome obstacles. And then it's just like after the second book, they, the guy switched storytelling styles and went to a overarching story, uh, about this girl, this princess who has got the elder blood and, you know, magic powers and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's not an uninteresting story. It just, it's just not, it's not the story I thought it was going to be. And it's going some places that I don't, I don't even think I'm going to finish. And I'm like on the last book. So yeah. Um, one, I have been listening to a list of what is, what are considered to be some of the most well-written books in America. So I've read, you know, Grapes of Wrath. I've read Bram Stoker's Dracula. I've read Pride and Prejudice, you know. And this last one was called Death in the Family. And I don't remember who it's by. I could have looked it up, but I was lazy. Uh, but the book is not for me. <laughs> I started listening to it and it just seemed kind of kind of low, like sad. And so I looked it up because I, I was just taking it off this list of of american classics you know i didn't look up what it was about i just put it on the on the list on the library uh so i look up a summary of it and the story is about it's a it, it's it's based on the author's own real life story 
And the story goes basically that his grandfather dies and his dad dies on the trip to go to his grandfather's funeral. And I'm like, I don't need to be reading this. I'm depressed. (laughs) So I returned that joker immediately and uh, I got me another book. Oh, so goodness gracious. Yeah, there's some things I just don't need to put in my head. And I'm sure it's one of the best written books in, in the world. You know, I'm sure the story is fantastic. I'm sure. But I can't handle that. I mean, goodness, could you? Maybe you could. Death in the Family. Uh, check it out if you want to. Uh, again, uh, just some updates. Like I said, I stopped walking, but I started today. Uh, I worked on that to, to, to be able to report something positive today. Um, I need to start working out. I, I'd been, I keep telling myself that I will after, uh, some things happen in my life, but I need to, I need to start now. So I'm going to investigate getting a membership at the Y. The only reason why I have to say investigate is because my wife has a membership to the downtown Y that she goes to and uses on her lunch break, but it is a specific membership to where it's not all YMCA's. It's just that one. So she gets a discount and because of her, her uh, business and I don't want to go and get a single person's account at the Y. If, uh, if we could get a family deal and, and it'd be cheaper is what I'm saying. And if she's already a member, do I have to pay the administrative fees Cause there's, there's a membership fee that you start with. And then, then the payment is once a month, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I basically she's paying a certain amount. I would have to pay 50 plus $60 or $30, uh, for the admin fees, which, uh, um, which I'm more apt to believe that exist. And plus it's a not-for-profit, so I'm fine. Um, but, but to take, to pay for a family deal, it's, it's cheaper. So do we pay two separate accounts or do we pay as one? I got to figure that out. So there you go. Uh, in other news, my PC started acting up the one I was just bragging on a little bit. Uh, it started making noise like, like, like a mechanical shaking tapping noise. And it started driving me crazy there. My wife will tell you there is one way to get under my skin and that is for my computer not to be working right. And so I was, I was a mess. So I, I got down there and I touched every fan and stopped it with my finger for just a second. I, none of the fans on the graphics card were spinning at all because I wasn't using them. But the ones on the case, I stopped them. Um, no, no noise difference. I stopped the one on the processor, no noise difference. And then I got down on my hands and knees behind the PC and I listened to the fan coming out of the, sa- the sound system, out of the power supply, and it was that the power supply, which was original to the computer. Um, so I got online, I bought another one and the short, long story short, I replaced it and I did it right the first time, which is very rare for me. And now it's silent again and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And I didn't, you know, I thought it was time to buy a new computer. It was driving me crazy. And then I, I was able to fix it. So yay. Uh, building on your, your own computer is so much cheaper and, uh, learning to do it. You can, you know, you can learn through, uh, you know, YouTube videos and stuff. Um, but I've been building my own machines for years and years and years, uh, because I don't want to pay the markup 
that uh, Dell or, you know, any of the other companies pay uh, or charge rather for to, to, to do what I could do myself, you know? So anyway, I fixed my PC. Yay. Uh, also, <laughs> I found out that some of my Buzz Lightyear stuff is worth a lot of money. <laughs> um, I, I have one of the original Buzz Lightyear uh, Funko Pops. And dude's worth $500. <laughs> it's crazy. Now, am I going to sell him? I don't know. I, I do have a box. I do. I did. I kept an Amazon box just in case I decide to. I've had him for years and years now, right? And I've gotten my good out of him. So if I had to say goodbye, uh, should I? I don't know. And then I have this massive Buzz Lightyear that somebody gave me a long time ago. And, um, it's worth like a thousand dollars, uh, because it came from Comic-Con and it was a limited edition, uh, one of 360. And I don't, I, I'm not selling it. I'm not because of who gave it to me. Uh, it was a, it was a really good friend and he's no longer with us. And so I, there's no way, but it's really exciting to find out that it's worth something, you know? I, I just hope that when I pass on, my kids will list this stuff on eBay uh, rather than putting it in a garage sale or giving it away. Because <laughs> I, I would hope that they would benefit from some of this stuff that I've had for 25 plus years. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to be social soon and go do something social. I... Those of you that know me know that I don't I don't do a lot of networking with my podcasting and I don't know that I've missed out on much. I went to a podcast expo a couple years ago and it it wasn't a great experience. I didn't get anything out of it. It it just seemed to be about entrepreneurs doing what entrepreneurs do, which is they lead and they talk a good game and I don't, that's not why I podcast. I podcast primarily uh, to do good, to, to help people and get to know people and to share my experience with other folks so that the crap I'm going through hopefully benefits somebody else. And as a side to that, as a benefit of that, as a bonus to that, some people decide to support the shows financially and I make a little something off of it, which does good. It helps me to feel like, you know, I'm bringing money into the home. You know, it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, so that's, that's my, that's, that's how I do things. I don't, I don't go after the money. I'm not here, uh, trying to sell you on real estate or, or what, what have you. A lot of networking guys are, so I don't, I don't network very much, but I had a guy hit me up on Facebook and he's like, we have a fellow friend in common and he's in, this guy's in St. Louis. And he says, how have I never met you? And I'm like, I don't do any networking. <laughs> I've been podcasting forever. I just kind of, uh, do my thing, you know? And, uh, so he says, well, there's a podcast network meetup that are a podcasting meetup. He says, there'll be five people there, including me and you, if we go. He says, I won't go unless you go. And I says, well, I'll look at it. And so I found the place. It's in Kirkwood. It's about 20 minute drive. Uh, it's on the 21st. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to it and meet this guy and, uh, and see, see, see what it's about. 
Um, I used to do a meetup. I think it was in Kansas city that I went to and it was good. Cause I met one guy that was part of Libsyn, which is a big uh, hosting provider for podcasters. So, so it was good, but the meetings themselves were, I don't know when I, when I get together and when I go to conferences about podcasting, I want to talk about podcasting. I want to talk about equipment. I want to talk about the, the technical side of it. I want to talk about the challenges that we face. How did you overcome this? And how do you come up with ideas for that? And, and who did your, your artwork and, and, um, you know, do you use episode art or do you just use your default logo, you know, and just pick people's brains and stuff. But that's not what people do when they network is they, they typically get together and try to outdo each other. And I can even say that's true in church leadership because the pastors used to get together once a month at a meetup and the senior pastors, thank God set separately from all the other kinds of pastors which I thought it was a little elitist, but they, uh, they would just, you know, some of them just were so pompous. Like, you know, my church is bigger than your church and your church isn't as big as mine. And, and meanwhile, all those children's pastors in there are, are testing the waterproofness of our iPhone cases, you know, and by dunking them into cups of water and stuff. So, um, but even in, even in, in children's ministry circles, I never did a lot of networking because it was just, it was about, you know, oh, we've got these cameras and we've got this dance team and we've got this, that, and the other, and we're just, we're just taking on the devil. We're just taking him on. And, um, and, and I was just like, well, how are you handling discipline and how are you handling your volunteer shortage? Oh, we don't have a volunteer shortage because they never had any problems. Of course, I, I had nothing but problems in my children's ministry. You know, it was always juggling, uh, too many balls at the same time. And, uh, nobody, I couldn't relate to anybody. So anyway, all that to say, I'm going to a podcast meetup. I have high expectations. Um, but I shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't at all. Uh, I want to ask you to do me a favor cause I'm closing down here. I'm closing up in closing. I'd like to say, please follow me on Facebook. I try to put up jokes every single weekday and I'm trying to make that a thing. And, uh, I, I, <laughs> Uh, Facebook approached me and says, you can, you can have a professional profile and we will pay you. We'll pay you to post content. And I'm like, cool. So I started doing the joke a day thing and I made 58 cents that month. <laughs> but the next month I made $5 and 58 cents. And then again, I made $5 and 58 cents. And this month I will probably make $5 and 58 cents, but you know what? It's $5.58 that I didn't have. And I get to joke. I, I get to post a joke a day. It's a challenge that I've given myself. It seems to be something I can do even when I'm sad or depressed. Even when I can't podcast, I can post a joke a day. So it's a good challenge for me. And they're not all bangers. They're not all great. Hardly any of them are, in my opinion. But some of them really hit. So um, support me. If you can't do it financially, support me on Facebook. If you have a Facebook, don't go sign up for Facebook. But if you have a Facebook, go follow me. Uh, my address is facebook.com slash NLCast, N-L-C-A-S-T, Nathan Lingo Cast. I don't know why. It's just, it used to be my username before NLCast became a thing. So uh, with nobody's listening podcasts, uh, I guess that's it. 
I want to tell you that this show is brought to you by our supporting Patreon members with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, and Mike Jones. Support me and get show perks, including a GOK sticker and weekly bonus audio content today at patreon.com slash GOK. Uh, guys, I love you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.